Hello and welcome to the Graceful Growth Podcast, a show where I talk about the real, raw, and vulnerable aspects of life. I am your host, Brianna Bana, and thank you for being here. Whether you are new or a returning listener, I'm grateful you decided to spend some time listening to me. Let's get to the growth. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Um, I hope that you guys like the intro song. Lauren made that for me. I think it just really puts the podcast together. I feel super official that I have like a little like intro now. Um, but yeah, so hope you guys enjoy it. I feel like it's very fitting. Um, we have made it to episode 10. We're in the double digits now of episodes. Did not think that I was going to be here when I started doing this podcast back in January. Um, So anyway, thank you all again for being here. And I'm just going to congratulate myself really quick for actually making it to 10 episodes. Not something that I thought I was going to do, but I just kept on pushing. Last week's episode. If you have not listened to last week's episode with my mom, please go back and listen to it because it was awesome, I think. I just, it's so great talking to my mom just in general, like, but it was very insightful for me to kind of ask the questions that I was asking because a lot of it I know like surface level detail on, but I really didn't know like the ins and outs of, you know, my mom's thoughts on those things. And this is for another podcast on another day. But in my older age, I guess you could say I've really started to see my mom as a woman, as an individual in her own right, like outside of her relationship to me as a mom um and I think that we as the kids you know sometimes it is like I think you show your parents a little bit more grace when you start to realize like hey um my mom like has her own dreams desires strengths and weaknesses um insecurities all of that she has like because she's a woman like she's not invincible from that just because she's my mom and I think that when we're young we kind of you know rightfully so kind of put our parents on a pedestal of like man like they really are superheroes because they do seem like superheroes to us at that time but you know it's harder I think when they do something that maybe upsets you for you to see them as like oh they shouldn't do that because they're my mom it's like they should know better because they're my mom it's like eh well, like, let's look objectively at this. Like, should they actually know better? Like, is that something that maybe they've been taught? Like, maybe you know better. And I I can, I can count numerous amounts of times where my mom has stated to me something about like how I taught her something. And, you know, you would think that that wouldn't happen that way is like, oh, you're the parent, you're supposed to teach me everything. And that's just not how things work. (laughs) Like, everyone can learn from, from anyone, regardless of the age and relationship. And I'm just grateful for the relationship that I do have with my mom that we, that we can get on a podcast and she can be open and honest with me about those things. And I'm definitely bringing her back because it was for me awesome just to hear just hear her insights about things and it helps me I think as as a woman when I'm going through anything like oh my mom's been through that before and look at her now you know um and it was a little bit like being in a mirror I did get some feedback that it was like talking to myself in the future and I did feel like I was in a mirror she kept saying like oh my god cut that out of there and y'all heard it I did not cut that out of there because I wanted y'all to hear like 
we're the same. Like she was not feeling confident about some of the things that she was saying and she felt like she was rambling. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I feel the same way. And I just still put this podcast out anyway. So hopefully I could help her with her uh, podcast that she would like to start. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's, that's what I had to say about that. And, you know, she also mentioned when we were done recording, she was like, you're glowing. Like, I can really tell that you like this. Like, you're made for this. And, you know, you were meant to be like public speaker. And I don't quite agree with her on that, but it was still fun to do. And I can't wait to do it again. So anyway, to episode 10, discipline, the love letter that you write to yourself. And this is big for me. This is, and I'm going to say caveat, like to the whole thing before we even get started. I am not perfect at any of this. This is stuff that I have just like learned in the process and I'm just vocalizing my thoughts on it. And there's definitely some stuff I'm talking to myself here. Like most of the time when I'm on this podcast, I am also talking to myself. I'm not just harping like, "Mm," and this is what I know. So you need to do better. Like I am still processing this every day. Um, So what is discipline? And so I'll start by kind of like how my idea of discipline kind of has shifted through the years, if you will. Um, And I'll start with, you know, the definition of discipline, like the true like Webster definition. And the definition of discipline is the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment to correct disobedience. Um, that partially is kind of what I know to be discipline. Um, I've also seen that discipline is like, uh, self-control, um, you know, and you know, your parents are the first to teach you kind of like what that self-control is, that regulation is. So anyway, for me, when I was younger, I kind of, it's more of the, the latter of the using punishment to correct obedience. Like that is what. I know I knew of as discipline when I was younger. That's what I that's what I know. My parents said that they needed to discipline me. I really thought of it. It was like, okay, that means I'm receiving a consequence. That that's what that is. Um, and while that isn't far off, it is a very juvenile, in my opinion, way of thinking about discipline. Because essentially, it is the same. It's just a little bit more self inflicted when you get older and you're not under the the quote unquote control of your parents anymore. Um, so anyway, shifting into like middle school and high school, I started participating in team sports and I learned that discipline was kind of more so like that promise that you made to your teammates of, you know, I'm going to show up to practice on time. And that was less about me and more about the promise that I made to my team. Um, you know, I'm showing up on time, you know, I'm touching the end of the line when we're doing gassers, I'm you know, I'm not cheating on reps or anything like that. Like I, I'm trying to make sure that I am my best self for the team. And and still though, with the idea that I'm doing this for the team. So just to back it up a little bit, when I was younger, it was, I'm doing this because of my parents. And now middle school, high school, I'm doing this for my team. So college is when the true meaning of discipline kind of started forming for me, but it still was based on others. So in terms of like studying and assignments and everything like that, like I was doing them ultimately for me because I, at the end of the day, I'm the one getting the degree for the work that I've done, but I almost felt like I was doing it for my professors, <laughs> um, in a sense, like I'm turning in these assignments cause I, I'm trying to show you I'm a good student. Like I, I got you. I'm not going to be a problem for you. Um, 
And then I also participated in a lot of organizations. And so just like showing up to meetings on time, showing up to events on time, you know, signing up to volunteer and everything like that, that's still was I'm doing this for the team essentially of like this organization. Um, and so with that, it's still like, okay, I'm doing this for other people, but I finally started to get like what I feel is the true meaning of discipline with like working out and eating right. Um, I started like training pretty regularly in the gym around 2015, 2016, uh, after a, um, very bad breakup. Um, I just need something to focus my attention and not kind of like wallow in the, the grief that I had from losing that, that love, if you will. And, um, it was like clockwork for me. I, I don't know what hit me, but it was just like, I, I was in the gym five days a week and people were like, oh yeah, Bree's in the gym. Like she's a gym girly because I like, if I wasn't at the house, I was at the gym like, or in, in class or whatever, but I was at the gym and I went religiously, like I hardly ever skipped a day. Like if I skipped a day, it was because the rec ended up being closed before I actually made it to the gym. That that's it. But I got in there and I did something and you know, sometimes I wouldn't even finish a workout, but the fact that I was in there like that, that was enough. And I didn't know what was at the time. It was the pain from like the emotional pain that was motivating me to be in there. Um, and, and, you know, the eating right, that just came with it. Cause it just, to me, it felt like a waste to be in the gym and not <laughs> be eating right. I was like, I do not want to waste these gains on donuts. Um, but anyway, after college, I think is when I kind of, that's when it really set in for me. I was no longer heartbroken. You know, actually I wasn't heartbroken for a while, <laughs> like before that time anyway, but I, there was nothing motivating me to go to the gym. I wasn't heartbroken. I was actually in a good relationship. I had a decent job. Like there was nothing that I was running from per se to be at the gym for. And I found that I was going to the gym less and less. And that's when I really started to kind of, okay, what's going on here? Um, it wasn't discipline that was putting me in the gym before. That's what has me in the gym now. But before that wasn't what was going on. Um, and Discipline is to me doing what you need to do on the days that you really don't feel up for it. Like motivation is going to get you in the gym, but you are not going to be motivated every day. And I keep going back to the gym because I feel like that is what people can resonate with the most, but I'll, I'll dive into what else I mean by that. And I started thinking about discipline as a promise that I made to myself. And I've read somewhere that discipline is one of the highest forms of self-love. And I want to break that down because that's a very quotable Instagram like post, but I, I feel like people kind of overlook it. It's like, that sounds like a good thing to say, but like, what does that actually mean? Um, and so I'll take a break here before I really dive into that. And, you know, maybe while I'm gone, you can think about what discipline means to you. I'm just kidding. I won't be gone that long. <laughs> All right. And I'm back. So a promise that you made to yourself and how that transcends to other relationships. So kind of backtracking off of what discipline means, the relationship that you have with yourself is one of the most important relationships that you will ever have. And it is the last relationship that you will ever have um, before your time on earth here is no longer. And I don't mean to be morbid about that, but I just truly want to stress the importance of your relationship 
with yourself. And that's over your parents. That's over your siblings, over your family, friends, partners, bosses, colleagues, etc. Like that is the most important relationship. Um, and a few weeks ago, I saw a TikTok of a woman. It looked like they may have been on a podcast. Um, and she was talking about how all of her previous relationships, her partners were a reflection of her and how she was grateful for them because they, they showed her pieces of her that she maybe was blind to. Um, and I want to dive into that in, in terms of discipline. So anyway, like I know I kind of feel all over the place right now, but I'm going to bring it all together. I promise you. So like I said before, discipline is a promise that you made to yourself. So Anytime you say, okay, I'm going to get up in the morning at 7 a.m. and you press snooze instead, you just broke a promise to yourself because you said that you were going to get up at 7 a.m. and then you didn't. And that may not seem like a big deal. It may seem like I'm being kind of like, okay, girl, what if I wake up at 7.05? Like, whatever. Um, But all that adds up because then it's, okay, I'm going to eat breakfast today and then you skip breakfast. Okay, I'm going to read for 20 minutes today and then you scroll on Instagram for 30 minutes instead. I'm going to go on a walk, et cetera, et cetera. Like in your mind, you've started creating this expectation that you don't keep promises. And, you know, I think it's easier to see when you're talking about someone else, but when somebody else doesn't keep a promise to you, you stop trusting them, you know? So why would that not be the same for yourself? So, you know, you're making these promises and you break promises. You don't trust yourself. You now don't trust yourself because you keep saying that you're going to do these things and then you keep reneging on them. And I haven't talked too deeply about this, but Taylor and I kind of talked about this um, three episodes back, episode seven on blocking out the noise, but how the, the voice that you have inside of you is so, 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 so detrimental and important. And you're making yourself promises and not keeping them. Now, now what? Now look at your relationships. You, you already don't trust yourself. So you likely in your relationships are perpetuating this lack of trust on the other people. And I'm not saying that everyone who you don't trust is like, oh, well, I must not trust myself. And that's why I don't trust them. Like they're very much not trustworthy people probably in your life. But what I'm saying is, you know, and I feel weird like quoting myself, but even on the owning your emotions, like you have to look up like objectively at the situation and be like, you know, hmm, am I seeing this clearly for what it is? Like, am I actually looking at this for what it is? Do I not trust this person because they've done things that are not trustworthy? Or do I not trust them because I don't trust myself? Am I, am I now projecting these feelings that I have for myself onto other people? And maybe if I frame it in, in terms of love, I know you guys have probably heard the terms of, you know, if you don't love yourself, then you can't really love anyone else it is the same thing with trust if you don't trust yourself then you can't really trust anyone and so wheeling that back around to discipline that is like the I feel like discipline is like the contract that you make with yourself on what you're going to do and it doesn't have to be about the gym it doesn't have to be like you know fitness related at all um like I said before you know, you say you're going to just for your own mental health, you're going to read um, for 20 minutes every day and then you don't do it. You know, I 
I just really want to enforce that, you know, the the discipline that you show yourself, which is the self-control means so much more than just that, than just what you're telling yourself. Because for you, it may seem like it's not a big deal to break a promise to yourself because it's like, oh, well, I have tomorrow. I can just do it again tomorrow. It doesn't matter. You're showing yourself that not even you consider yourself to be a priority. <laughs> huh? Like, <laughs> You know, obviously you have to be like, you don't have to be a priority to yourself, but you should be a priority to yourself because like you came in this world with, with just you, you know, I mean, if you're twin, you came with someone else, but essentially you and your body, you came here alone. You are going to leave here alone. That is the relate, all the relationships that you have in between, that is the icing on top of the cake. But at the end of the day, you are with yourself all the time, you know? And I just, I don't know how else I can stress how important that relationship is with yourself and, you know, thus with further relationships, you know, I feel like that is the, your relationship with yourself is the foundation for how you are with everyone else. That's with the love, the trust, the loyalty, you know, um, and it took me a very long time to get to like that understanding. But now that I understand, I am trying to do better. Um, I still break promises to myself at sometimes and um, transparency moment. I need to be drinking more water. I don't drink as no- enough water as I should, but I'm working on it, you know, but just with other things. And I, I don't want to, I don't know, I'm trying to make it a little past that but I don't have any good examples right now (laughs) on how that is but um ah that's where I wanted to go with it so the promises that you make to yourself and making yourself a priority I think in relationships is probably the place where I see at least for me in my own personal um experience the place where I saw it the most and I think the reason that I may have been dancing around this is because I've there, there's a moment in, in time that I have been blocking out <laughs> that I haven't really um, discussed with a whole lot of people. Um, but I think for purposes of this episode, it is necessary. Um, I was in a not very good relationship for probably like a year and a half of my um, teenage years. And, you know, I thought that I was in love with this person. Um, very toxic relationship and when I think back to things that were said to me by this person in that relationship like just very ugly things um nasty things I mean like nasty work like I would not imagine that anyone would say that to me and I I think to why I stayed for so long you know I'm I'm a very reflective person and and occasionally I'm like you know, why did you stay and, and get mistreated for so long? And again, I'm going to say right now that I do not apply this to other situations. Like if your friend might be in a domestic um, situation where they're, you know, being abused or anything like that, everybody comes to these conclusions on their own. So, you know, don't go quoting me and in anything like that to fight your friends about the toxic boyfriend that they have or anything like that. But I think back to that time and why I allowed that to continue for so long. And it was because that the things that he was saying to me, I believed them. I like, I actually 
believed them. Um, and I did not, I, I'm not going to say that this is the reason why he treated me this way, but I do think that it is the reason that I stayed. Um, you know, I didn't prioritize myself. I didn't put myself first and not in a selfish manner, but I didn't, I did not have love for myself in the way that I should. And I did not trust that I was making good decisions because I didn't keep promises to myself. So when he was not loyal and breaking promises to me, subconsciously somewhere inside, I was like, well, I deserve that because that's what I've already taught myself because that's how I treat me. And so back to that TikTok, I'm bringing it full circle now, that woman was talking about how her partners were like kind of a reflection for her. And that doesn't mean like, oh, we act the same. And that's why that's a reflection, you know, of me. What I mean by that is he's showing me how I treat myself. Because if I'm willing to allow somebody else to do that, it's probably because I'm allowing myself to do that. He was saying negative things to me and ugly things to me. My negative talk, like self-talk at that, like my self-talk at that time was very negative and very degrading at that time. And that's not something that he knew, but I stayed and made it acceptable because that is what I was already accepting from myself. Um, and when I finally got out of that relationship, I spent quite a bit of time not with anyone. And I don't mean that I didn't spend time with my friends or anything like that, but I didn't date um, like on purpose because I was like, I don't need to fill this time with somebody else. I I had a moment like I really need to learn who I am without that person. And I actually need to learn to love me. And a lot of people kind of throw that around there about the self-love and everything. And, you know, oh, take care of yourself. And, you know, self-care is self-love, which is, it's not false. But I think it goes beyond the self-care of, you know, masks and, you know, massages and things like that. It goes to, I have to practice saying nice things to myself. That was something that I was very intentional about. Um, I, and I, it, it felt so stupid at first. It felt so stupid at first, but I knew that I had to break myself up of that self-talk because if you don't and you get into another relationship it'll feel like you're dating the same person. And it's like, why do I keep picking the same guys? It's not that you're picking the same type of guys. That's not what's going on. You just have this, what you will accept from other people is the same because you haven't changed what you accept from yourself. And so it keeps showing up as the same guy, but it's really you. Um, And again, I don't mean to take this and be like, oh, well, Yeah, it must be me all the time. It's not you all the time. But I do challenge you to kind of look at situations like, huh, is this me? Like, is this something that maybe I have been accepting for myself? And be honest, like, I still have some um, negative self-talk sometimes. I still kind of talk down about myself or like my body or like an insecurity that I have or anything like that. But, But knowing it and recognizing it is even further than, you know, just ignoring that it even exists. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, into, but anyway, I am not quite sure that I articulated that very well, but I just 
want to say how important discipline is not only for the relationship that you have with yourself, but that relationship, like I stated before, is the foundation for your other relationships. What you accept for for yourself and from yourself is essentially what you will accept from other people. Um, and that was one of the most important lessons that I feel like I had to learn, um, not just before I got into another relationship, but just for my development as a woman in general, um, learning to really love myself and trust myself and, you know, going back to that relationship, back to why I stayed, it's because I didn't trust myself and I didn't trust that I was making a good decision because I thought that at that time that was the best that I could do. I, because not And not just because of the things that he said, even though things that he said were along those lines, if that's something that I already believed, like him just saying it out loud just validated it for me. Um, but again, if I know myself and I am true to myself, you know, um, if I knew that at the time, like, oh, I don't deserve this. When he's saying like, yeah, you deserve that I cheated on you and you deserve that, then I wouldn't have believed it and kept going with it. But because I didn't feel that way at that time, I just kept along because like, yeah, I guess this is how it go. Like, but it's not how it goes. It's not how it goes. And, you know, I you don't have to be a fully healed person to be in a relationship. But I think that, you know, learning what you will and will not accept can only come from you, one, not being in a relationship where you don't focus your attention on yourself. Um, but two, like you just... You got to lay down what you will or will not accept from other people before you get into, especially romantic relationships. Um, I think with friends, it's a little bit easier to kind of navigate what you will and will not accept as you guys kind of like grow and change. But I think it's very easy to get actually scratch that. I'm not going to delete it out, but I think even in, and I haven't, oof. Sorry, guys. I It just, the thought just came. I, I have had a toxic relationship with a friend. Um, and, you know, I, we kind of talked about this on the friendship episode, but I definitely was in a relationship with a friend where I was like, it wasn't so much that I felt like I deserved it, but I felt like she deserved the friendship from me. Um, but then I realized, you know, this is way too draining. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm not getting out of this what I am putting into it. Um but then I saw it was the presence of other relationships, like other friendships that I had that made me realize like, oh, like this, this one of these does not belong. And this friend is not on the same caliber as other friends. Like she has to go like and no hard feelings or anything, but just like this is not working for us. Um, you know, so I think that this can be applied in friendship relationships and it's not something that you necessarily have to work out in the midst of you being in the friendship. You know, like when you realize like hey, this is not, this is not it. I, I cannot accept this behavior because you've already identified what you will and will not accept from other people. Cut it, you know? Um, and I, I say all that to say it, it doesn't seem like these things are related, but they 100% are. Your, your relationship with you is everything. Um, but that'll be it for the show today. Thank you for my short, sweet little solo episode. I think that's what I'll call them, short, sweet, and solo. Maybe I won't call them that because sometimes I do get to talking a whole lot. But um, thank you for being here. Thank you for coming back. Go listen to previous episodes if you haven't already. Um, and follow us on Instagram at gracefulgrowth.com. 
why did I say gracefulgrowth.com? I don't even have a gracefulgrowth.com. At Graceful Growth Podcast on Instagram is where you can find us. Um, and yes, that'll be it. Wrapping it up and I will see you next Friday.